Welcome to your typical Shonen protagonist. He's Kai. I'm Kels, and today we're talking about, on this Martin Luther King Jr. Day, anime and black culture. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Man, I am glad, one, that we live in a world where you and I can have a show like this, and two, it's a day off. Yeah, no, I feel that. And if you haven't picked up by now, uh, I'm black and he's white. So, yeah. Yeah, we're starting off. We are living (laughs) in a world where we have achieved a portion of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream. Uh, However, we're not there yet. But we're going to sort of talk about um, just that. Anime in black culture, the pervasiveness, um, and how anime can serve as a common topic for people of different cultures. Yeah, yeah, so, um, let's just get into it, you know, um, Martin Luther King Day is the day to celebrate Martin Luther King, um, Jr., of course, uh, and his actual birthday, uh, is the 16th, not, well, no, it's the 15th, not the the 18th, but we celebrate on the 18th because it's always that month following Monday of his birthday, so we can observe having that off. Now, on a side note, before we get into that. Um, in the U.S., he's one of two people to have their birthdays as a federal holiday, him and George Washington. So that's wow. wild. Yeah, that is wild. Like, that's what's up. He's up there with, like, you know, the founder of America, quote, founder. Um, the, yeah, the first president. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is dope. But with, with anime, um, there's really a number of shows. And like a number of shows in a certain time period that really stick out as being like critical. And one of those uh, to begin with is Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, no, most def. Dragon Ball Z is probably, I feel like next to Attack on Titan, which is still kind of recent in the grand scheme of like things being uh, happening. Um, Dragon Ball Z is probably the most notable anime from around the world, I got to say. Yes, I like, feel in, like in a grand scale, it is up there. That That's the reason like when Japan was going to host the Olympics before everything in the world got canceled, like that was one of the, the mascots was Goku. Yeah, no, he was like the ambassador of the Japanese Olympics. And that was so dope because I'm like, yo, like this is a character that was founded in my childhood. A lot of other people who don't even watch anime to this day thought Goku and Dragon Ball Z were cartoons, but they still knew that Vegeta was that one. So, yeah. <laughs> Even though he always got the work, he was, in fact, the one. Yeah, and, like, you know, like, Dragon Ball Z, I feel like, had a huge effect on all of American culture. But I definitely know it did a lot for the black community. Like, as a kid growing up in Detroit, um... Dragon Ball Z was everywhere, like in schools and whatnot. Like I remember we had the Dragon Ball Z lunchbox. We had everybody like what yell on the playground trying to go Super Saiyan. Like even when you would fight kids, <laughs> you would be pulling out them DBZ moves, like trying to whip someone's ass that, you know, either resulted in you winning or like you getting beat up, then getting clowned on because you thought you could go Super Saiyan. Yeah, man. The moment you try to hit him with the wolf fang fist, it's all over already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ain't nobody out here using Yancha's dried up moves. <laughs> we out here trying to go full like Masen po like with our non Namekian abilities. Out here trying to go Super Saiyan 3. 
fight's already over. Like, dude, forgot what y'all were mad about. You still yelling in the break playground? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like, and um, just like it felt like he had that, like, I don't want to say like hood mentality, but that like I'm a warrior type mentality that the Saiyans brought to DBZ, which I felt like was very, you know, emphasized in the black community. Like it was very empathetic. Like we all understood because it's like you're based it day to day life. You got to be a warrior to get through sometimes in the hood. Not sometimes, all the time, really. And that's one of the things that was prominent. And also that kind of bled over into rap like and becoming a like staple in the rap community like is a lot of people talking about dbz and other things yeah man so this is the one where i'm really a little bit more knowledgeable um than some of the other things we may discuss is like seeing anime's impact in hip-hop and rap culture like with a bunch of artists so most recently um Juice World just passed, uh, what about a year or two ago? Yeah. Um, and his posthumous album that just came out was, uh, hold up, I'm gonna look this up. Legends Never Die. Legends Never Die. And, and one of the singles on it is Wishing Well. And on Wishing Well, it's a really great song, but there's a sound effect that they hit you with. And I'm like, all right, I know exactly where the sound effect's from. It's from Dragon Ball Z. So it, it sort of rings a little bell in your head and makes connections. And that was like the Shinron being summoned sound effect. Yeah, no, but which like, was crazy. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna. I was just agreeing with you. Like, I didn't know that until you told me that. So I was like, wow, that's insane that that even was, like, that I didn't even notice that. Like, I noticed the effect. I didn't know exactly the episode and the frame number it was from, but uh, sort of it, it stuck out. But also, like, in more joking sense, we got the uh, the artist Thundercat. You ever heard of Thundercat? Yeah, I've heard of him a few times. Man, he is an absolutely insane bass player. Um, if you know the, the intro song on uh, Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. You got that wild bass line? That's on the Thundercat. Yeah, no, like I've, uh, I didn't know he did that. And he also did, um, what was it? I thought he did someone else with the, who did he do? Um, I felt like, I can't remember exactly who else he did. I, I feel it. It's one of those things where you only sort of start to pick out artists once you know about them and start making the connections. I'm sure he's done other things as well. Yeah. Um, but one of his like personal songs is called Dragon Ball Do-Rag. And it's him being a weeaboo trying to pick up girls in his Dragon Ball Do-Rag. <laughs> and, and we he, he was wearing that shirt you were talking about, that that polyester shirt with like the Vegeta on it. Mm-hmm. Like I had one. I know y'all had one too. Don't play. Not even front. It's okay. We were cool. They were uh, wrong about us. <laughs> yes, very technically. Uh, but, like, it goes a little deeper than that. We take it back to Del the Funky Homo Sapien um, with his concept album he did with the automator, uh, Deltron 3030. And it's not so much Dragon Ball Z, but it's certainly anime-influenced. Because one of the track, I think the opening track on it, um, he talks about, like, being a giant robot pilot and getting kicked out because he didn't do what they told him to. 
Yeah. And it, it's like all of these sort of things play out and are sort of touched upon as a facet of hip hop. And of course, we take it all the way back to the Wu-Tang. Yes. And like, I don't know if you knew this, but did you know that RZA did the whole and scored the whole soundtrack for Afro Samurai? You know, I, I think I did, but only because it was one of those, you look at the, you look at the poster, yeah. like the box art, and it's like, score done by RZA. Yeah. But that whole collab, because wasn't it Samuel L. Jackson as the voice of the Afro Samurai? Yeah, that was like one of the most iconic uh, animes that like, because it was done with so much black culture. But we will have a whole podcast about that in February, I believe. Oh, yeah, I think I think that's on the ticket. Uh, we yeah. got that lined up. Uh, but like with the Wu Tang, it's not so much about anime uh, and Japanese culture specifically, but it, it's it more plays into the uh, kung fu film trend that was big. And 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 to my knowledge, from what I've 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 looked up, is why is that such a big part of the Wu Tang's image? It's because back when they were coming up, you had two types of movies you go see that showed black folk or people of color in a positive light. And that was the black exploitation films of the 70s, which were good and not good, (laughs) or kung fu movies, where you got to see someone not white doing some really cool shit. No, like, I feel that. And um, that was a lot of, like influence of anime so it's kind of trickled over into that yes i i would certainly agree with that and as as things come to the smaller screen and as things become sort of more pervasive um in a market uh like anime has it it sort of bleeds over to more cultures so anime is certainly an opportunity uh for for different folks to come together on a, a common topic and you have one person who, you know, please say what you want. Um, there was an era of the yay that was just absolutely genius. Like Kanye, I'm not saying it separates from the person or anything. I don't feel like your art dictates you being above judgment and all that. But um, we all know there was a renaissance era of Kanye West, I would say. And yes, that he even to this day, gives anime the credit for all of that. Like, it's 808 and Heartbreaks album, his um, My Dark Twisted Fantasy. He's like, you know, anime is a huge influence on my life. And that whole Stronger video um, offer, off of Graduation, I believe it was, um, was all in Kira, Akira-inspired. And it's just tr- so tragic that he went absolutely insane with power after My Beautiful Dark Twisted <laughs> It's when you stop watching anime, bruh. I just hope not, man. I don't want to blame or hope anime is the savior, but it <laughs> very well could be. Uh, but no, totally. Like, th- that. there's a perfect example with, with Kanye. Yeah, and then even with other rappers like Migos, um, there's that one song they did off Culture 2 where it offsets, like, I got Green Diamonds, or he's like Green Lambo, Piccolo. Like he may, he makes it rhyme better than I do, of course. Let's but, let's talk about Piccolo for a minute. Yeah. So so Goku is a terrible father. That's it. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, absolute, absolute horrible dad. And Piccolo kind of raises him and is known as his true father. And the world, not let alone just the black community, the world has adopted Piccolo as being black. When that happened, I'm not even sure, but it's just like a kind of known fact in the community that Piccolo is black. <laughs> so, and the fact, I've seen this joke that Piccolo embodies a strong black father stereotype. And, you know, I'm not even mad um, because I'm like, I'll take it. And, you know, there's also a lot of like, piccolo references in rap as well um i believe i know like i said the migos and the green lambo and there was this other one i want to say it was by the rapper anime ironically um where he references piccolo as well it's like i'm raising my children piccolo and i'll find that exact one um later or whenever i'll yeah uh, That'll come up eventually. Um, okay, no, it was by Little Gohan, ironically. And <laughs> <laughs> that's who... Little Gohan. Yeah, and it's like, Piccolo, my bro. You know he got that special beam on him. So it was just... I don't even... Like, there's a lot of lyrics in that. And also another one, I would say, is Dra or Naruto is mentioned a lot in anime yes. as well. Oh, my God. Or a lot in rap. Yes, Naruto <laughs> mentioned a lot in anime. But um, even like in one popular artist, Little Uzi Vert has a whole song called Baby Sasuke. And it's like, not, not, it's like, um, if you want to go to Pluto, that Baby Sasuke, not Naruto, like just like so catchy. And then like you see a lot of his like influence actually is anime as well. Like he's got a girls in Panzer, in Panzer. Like, I, I don't even know what car that is. It's like a Man. super rich truck. Yeah, it's some sort of like armored SUV that's got girls in Panzer decals all over the place. And I'm like, you, you have sent that to me. And I'm like, bruh, this is what this is the type of shit we would do if we had money. Like, a hundred percent. Like, a hundred percent. And there's, um, this artist called um, Five Seconds or something. I don't know if you've heard of them. Five Seconds. No. And they've got like a whole rap song about anime. It's like, starts with like going Bankai. And it's like, I'm Ukiora with the coolest aura. Kenpachi aboard. Blank. Pick your sword up. Because um, my spirit pressure outweighs your kin. It's like the Shaman King hitting Orihime. She blanks then... Blank. I can't read that. But you, you go. You go. Have to send that to me, man. Yeah. No. It's it's interesting. Um. And it's just cool that all anime kind of just fic fickles um trickles out into black culture with a lot of the outfits as well. Again, Kanye said he made his Yeezuses off of like anime shoes, and there's a huge influence that you can see if you look that up. Also, like, I mean. Boma and Dragon Ball Z characters had the fit like Goku with the pink shirt. And I remember back in the day, black people were always wearing the pink shirt. And they're like, talk about Vegeta? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Vegeta with the pink shirt. And it's like, it just kind of um, set fashion icons. And nowadays, it's like even more so. We see, um, like, not just 
getting back to the overall subject, not just like black people, but like anime, I feel like has brought cultures together as well. Because just for instance, as much as I hate Jake Paul, I do a lot. Apparently he fought Nate Robertson or somebody. And when he won, he said, I'm Goku. Like, you can't beat me. I'm Super Saiyan Goku. And I'm like, I hate you. But that is kind of dope if you knock someone the hell out. And then you just like, I'm Goku. Like, that's pretty swag. Like, and a lot of NFL players will be like, I watch anime before games to get hype. And just things like that. And it's brought people from all genres and walks of life together to like be hyped together to talk about anime, which is what Martin Luther King was about. So I feel like it's only natural on his birthday. We talk about how anime has brought people from other races, you know, also how it heavily influenced the black community as well to kind of just bring us all together through style, through like action, through trends and just pop culture. Yeah, man, you look at uh, a media type being brought over from an Asian country to America and to Mexico, which we'll talk about just momentarily, and getting so popular that it can bring, like, branch these things. Like, it's the same sort of timeline as, like, video games, like the Nintendo becoming such a large brand over in the States with their NES and continuing on from there. Like Nintendo and Sony just taking over the video game world and yeah. those being Japanese companies. Like it's, it's wild. Nah, it is, man. It's like, it's super expansive and it's always going to be like, I feel like it's just going to be more because it's become more mainstream. And it's interesting when we were younger, you know, people in school would like make fun of you or like an anime or things like that. But you have shows like Attack on Titan, for instance, which has really been trending on Twitter each episode. Things like Demon Slayer. Um, all these big action hype animes that are like been like, oh wow, like this is cool. You can see people from outside the genre watching it now. And you're like, okay, this is dope, but like you better go and apologize to all those kids you picked on for watching <laughs> this stuff. But they're not going to. Just no, gonna, of course not. They're just gonna hype on the. They're just gonna hop on the hype train. Unfortunately, but you know, it is what it is. It is now in in the sort of vein that we were talking about with like Dragon Ball Z being one of the like keystone shows that pervades the culture and gives uh, everyone like a common starting point. Like one of the shows that came to like Mexico that I don't think we really got here in the same way, was like Saint Seiya. Yes, bro. Saint Seiya was huge in Mexico. Like, I remember watching a video, I think that Crunchyroll had actually put out, or someone else maybe, that was talking about how big it was over there, and how um, it was like, it was like our Dragon Ball Z. It was so big. And that just sort of shows the, like, we don't quite have the same touchstone, like unless you go out of your way to watch it because it didn't air at the same time. It wasn't brought over and uh, dubbed in English. Yeah. So it's sort of almost the same thing. Like be now you go, you go watch it and now you can touch base with somebody on it, but it wasn't like as you were coming up, 
like a common experience separated. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I love Saint Seiya because I was lucky enough to be able to catch it in some aspects. And I was like, yo, this goes like super freaking hard. Um, why are like, why are we not talking about this more? Um, and then I, it didn't, all of it didn't get aired here. So it was again, super hard to watch in general because it wasn't available here. But um, you were catching fan dubs on YouTube part one of like 18. Yeah. And I think it only aired to the point where like, it was like episode 18 or something in America. And it was just honestly tragic. And I was like, dang, I hate that. Um, cause I want it more, but you know, um, just getting what we got of Saint Seiya was pretty dope. And I feel like there were a lot of other animes too and just touched the culture. Cause I know, I think another big one like overseas was detective, not detective Conan. Was it detective Conan? Yeah, I think it's detective Conan. Yeah. That. And then the one with the weird blue thing, um, the weird blue thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Sort of the D. Absolutely no idea. Hold on. Let's see um, if we can figure out what the weird blue thing is. Yeah. Uh, like Doper, Dora, Dori, um, Doriyama, Doriyama, um, something, Dorama. Oh, Perfect Blue. <laughs> no, sorry. Not talking about Perfect Blue, but Perfect Blue was dope. Um, it was very. Perfect Blue was like a whole vibe. All the Satoshi films are, to be honest with you. Um, it was a really, that was, that was a good time of the 90s Satoshi films that were going on back then. Those were good. Um, Dori Hima, Dori. Um, I'll be real with you. Nothing's coming up under weird blue creature anime. <laughs> huh. It was like, it was a super long running anime too. But yeah, um. No, there, there was that one, and then, like, there's just so many different, like, there's an anime for, like, everyone out nowadays, I feel like, um, and it was just one of those that I feel like the whole, like, I feel like the whole world has, like, something they can watch. I feel like anime is, like, a Michael Jackson song. Like, everybody has a Michael Jackson song that they like. No matter who you are, no matter what you say, everybody's got one where they're like, oh, yeah, I like, I like this one, or I don't like this one. But you got at least one Michael Jackson song you like. Yeah, man. Now, wrapping it up, we've got one more topic to discuss. In continuing the goal of not being fucking racist. Yes. Just that. In the anime culture, don't be a fucking racist. Yeah. Like, the most recent thing that screams out to me was that whole, like, let's turn uh, anime characters of color white. That whole any Twitter thread thing. Yeah, and they would be like, I, fixed it. And I'm like, no. Like, I you know. were, like, there's no, there's no, racism in anime is one of the stupidest things you could possibly do. Because it is expression of different cultures and different people. And more importantly, like, they're not even white. So don't bring your, like, white nationalism or whatever color nationalism you have into into anime like it just doesn't like yeah. don't bring it into anything really but like he said don't be a fucking racist because racism is stupid and it's literally an act of ignorance and if you're yeah. smart enough to enjoy anime you're smart enough to understand that all people are created equally and it's how you live your life if you're a prick yeah, if you'd you're a prick 
Yeah. And if you didn't watch the show that's going to tell you, don't be a fucking jackass, then I'm sure we can find one that'll give you that exact message because there's literally so many anime out there. Yes. Um, now, there's a long history of anime, and there are some gnarly depictions of people in cl- of color, and specifically back people, going all the way back to the 1940s and 50s. But the medium has, com- has come such a long way. We as people have come such a long way. And it's exciting to see where we are and where we're going to continue to go. Yes. So again, don't be a prick. Take the world by storm. Thank you, MLK. And we'll catch y'all next week for more Your Typical Shonen Protagonist. You can catch this show on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, uh, Amazon Podcast, Overcast, wherever you prefer to get your podcasts at and on Twitter at your TSP. That's U-R-T-S-P. Kai, you got a Twitter too? Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads. That's with a Z because I am cool. And you can hear me talk about all things and how great life is and all that fun stuff. Yeah, man. And we'll be back next Monday for more Your Typical Shonen Protagonist. <laughs> <laughs>